Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And today, I hope your life finds you well and full of excitement, because excitement is the first cousin to determination, and determination is the fuel for motivation. Most of you know that I don't give shout outs, but I must speak at Mr. Harry Hart of Delaware, Ohio, an old friend that I have known for years and had not spoken to in years. And it was good. He's doing great things in Ohio. And I must say, keep up the good work, my friend. It's good to see life is still giving you motivation. So I hope today's program holds your interest because I know some of you will feel me right to the bone. So let's slip into darkness. The 1960s was a decade when hundreds of thousands of ordinary Americans gave new life to the nation's democratic ideas. African Americans used sit-ins, freedom rides, and protest marches to fight segregation, poverty, and unemployment. Feminists demanded equal job opportunities and an end to sexual discrimination. Mexican-Americans protested discrimination in voting, education, and employment. Native Americans demanded that the government recognize their land claims and the right of tribes to govern themselves. Environmentalists demanded legislation to control the amount of pollution released into the environment. Early in the decade, African-American college students, impatient with the slow pace of legal change, staged sit-ins, freedom rides, and protest marches to challenge segregation in the South. And their efforts led the federal government to pass the Civil Rights Act of 1964, prohibiting discrimination in public facilities and employment, and the 24th Amendment and the Voting Rights Act of 1965, guaranteeing voting rights. The examples of the Civil Rights Movement inspired other groups to press for equal rights. The Women's Movement fought for equal education and employment opportunities, and brought about a transformation of traditional views about women's place in society. Mexican-Americans battled for bilingual education programs in schools, organization of farm workers, improved job opportunities, and increased political power. Native Americans pressed for control over their lands and resources, the preservation of native cultures and tribal self-government. Gays and lesbians organized to end legal discrimination 
based on sexual orientation. In a far-reaching effort to reduce poverty, alleviate malnutrition, extend medical care, provide adequate housing, and enhance the employability of the poor, President Lyndon Johnson launched his Great Society program in 1964. But the Vietnam War, ghetto rioting, and the rise of a militant anti-war movement and the counterculture contributed to a political backlash that would lead the Republican Party to control the presidency for 10 of the next 14 years. And my friends, those of us that lived through the 60s know what a tough time that was. I graduated from high school in the 60s. I went from study hall to fighting a war in Vietnam in one swoop. I came out of South High as a boy, and I came out of Vietnam as a man. And when you're 20 years old and you have to aim a weapon at a man or a woman, and you know you must take their life, it never leaves you, especially when the realization sets in that that person is even younger than you. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And you have no knowledge of the fact that you are planting the seed of PTSD within you because it won't surface until you get on that plane coming home. And when you get home, life will never be the same because you have lost a innocence, a innocence that I hope all people can retain. Because once you lose it, you no longer sleep well. You have multiple divorces in your life. You can't be around crowds. You always have to sit yourself in a restaurant where you can see the door. You always have to sit at the top and the back of the movie theaters because you are afraid. You are afraid because you know that you can take a human life. Is there treatment for it? Of course. You know, you can sit around in groups and talk about what you have done, but it does not take that awareness away. So all you can do is live with it. You you arm your house and you fear the night. And here is the most ironic part of this whole story. If you are a proven combat soldier, you can acquire a job in law enforcement way before a person that has not been in combat because a certain portion of society knows that you will not hesitate to pull the trigger if that predicament arises. Now, isn't that just ironic? It seems that it should just be the other way around. 
but that's the way it is and will continue to be as long as we have combat soldiers coming home with a loss of innocence that started in the 60s. So there you have it, my friends. The turbulent 60s. Was it the start of it? Was passing of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 or the Voting Rights Act of 1965, were these the causes that allowed us to be herded like cattle by the boys in blue? Or is it just the mere fact that we have less black men in the military now coming home seeking jobs that they are qualified for simply because they have no fear of taking a life? I hate hearing that music, my friends, because it reminds me that once again, I must go. But before I do, I want to leave you with this message. Today, you could be standing next to someone who is trying their best not to fall apart. So whatever you do today, do it with kindness in your heart. Until next time. It has been my honor.